I was at an event this past Saturday. I can't give you too many details about it, but a lot of us probably should not have been there. But the planning and the execution were already all in place, so we had to go forward with it. The night started off as as normal as any other. I work these kinds of events all the time. But then as the night wore on and people got pretty excited, <laughs> they got a little drank in their system, I, I started to deal with some um, with some people that were less than nice. Something happens, uh, not just when you get drank into somebody's system, but I don't know, something seems to happen that I don't, that, that I saw at this particular event that I don't deal with at too many others. I'll get into that. In just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fire you can't put out. My name is Melvin. I appreciate you being here so much. Let's get right into this. Uh, same show, new president. ta So I had some folks come up to me at the end of the night and ask me uh, for some favors. If I could put on some songs for them. And this was when it was closing time. No, no, no. No, 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 uh, I can't. It's it's closing time. I, I won't be doing that. And then they started getting loud. And they started getting kind of rude, kind of rambunctious. I said, no, no, no. Look, I can't. I, I'm a professional DJ. I can't put the song on. This event has to end at 10 o'clock, no matter what. Uh, I got to bounce. I work at this event venue all the time and they're not going to have me back again if I if I just keep the party going without without clearance before beforehand. And plus with everybody as drunk as they were, I don't particularly um like dealing with people that are that drunk and then it happened. But this is America. That's what was said to me. This is America. Oh my god, this is a this is America. What about free speech? What this, this this isn't this isn't hey hey hey. This isn't a free speech issue. What about America? This is America. One lady said it to me and then goes, "I'll be right back." Oh, no. I do not like to hear that. And she did. She came back with another dude. Offered me 100 bucks. Play the song. Play the song. Yes, I'll give you a hundred bucks to play one song. Let me do the math in my head. I play your one song and I go past the time that I'm allowed to and I start breaking the rules and I start breaking local laws and then the venue gets in trouble and I'm asked to never come back again. But hey, I made a hundred bucks, right? The math doesn't work in my favor. And I said, sir, I'm going to respect the rules and I'm not. What? What? Then I heard it again. This is America! Oh my God. I must have had people in the last uh, 10 minutes of this event say this is America no less than probably 30 times to me. This is America! This is America! Okay, okay, I understand. What about free speech? This isn't a free speech issue. And I pointed that out at one point. I said this isn't a free speech issue. This is a private venue. 
private law. I mean, you know, what the rules of the house are the rules of the house. And then, of course, wherever the venue resides, they have to follow local ordinances. Uh, it's got nothing to do with anybody silencing you, Chuck. Dude's name was Chuck, but he looked like a Chuck, so I'm going to go with Chuck. And then he goes, F these Democrats. Now, that came out of nowhere. F these Democrats. Who the hell's talking about Democrats? F these Democrats. We're not going to do what they say. Um, sir, I don't know where that came from or where you're going with it. But uh, I don't think that Democrats had really anything to do with this. So when he goes, hey, 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 uh, I got a question for you. So if, um, if Donald Trump ha- uh, had declared martial law, would you have continued to follow him? And I said, look, the song is ending. I got to go handle that. And I walked off and he walked off and I finished the evening. I shut off all of my stuff and I began packing up. Obviously, the answer to that question uh, was I didn't follow him in the first place. And no, declares more. No, but it said two things to me. One, how absolutely entitled um, conservative types are uh, that they should get whatever they want when they want it, even if they have to break laws, even if they have to bribe you. You know, it, it just it put me, it got me in a little closer to the to the conservative mindset. And with that, I just I, I said, oh, okay. And then the martial law question came up, and I went, ah, okay. That's it. Okay, so that's, that's, okay. But these folks uh, seemingly get to live in a world where they don't have to do what anybody says. And if things don't go their way, then my God, they've been wronged. And the thing that we don't understand about the First Amendment is that's the government. The government cannot tell you what you, what you can and cannot say, with a few exceptions. If if the thing that you're doing is going to cause um, damage to public property or loss or threat to human life, we do have some rules on that stuff. You're not allowed to say that you'd like to kill the president. That free speech isn't protected. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater and I could go on. But then I got to be face to face with one of these people that really thought, that Donald Trump was going to declare martial law and just assassinate and jail Democrats. And I know they're out there because I read about them all the time. But to be face with face to face with one of them. Wow. So I don't know if you all have heard, but the QAnon nuts are in full breakdown mode right now. Uh, they've, Donald Trump is not really on their radar anymore. Um, a lot of people in the QAnon movement have turned against him, rightfully so, and they are befuddled, absolutely befuddled at the fact that, um, Joe Biden was inaugurated and that the president didn't swing in on a vine or whatever played out in their big dumb heads and, you know, kill Joe Biden, kill his wife, and kill Kamala, and then kill Nancy Pelosi, and so on and so forth. I mean, I don't understand whatever fantasy they had in their head. They don't understand. 
I don't understand why he was inaugurated. He was inaugurated because he won. But they go, but I don't understand. It's a pretty basic thing. We do this every four years. You know, it's an inauguration. We get a new president, we have an inauguration. But I don't understand. What about, what about the pedophiles? What about the Democratic pedophiles that are running, uh, that, are, that have kids in cages in, 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 in the pizza place? And the, the, oh, good. So you now care about the kids in cages. I'd say that we're making some progress. But the QAnon people really don't understand how this possibly could have happened. And now they're starting to turn on each other. And uh, Donald Trump is starting to lose the entire world around him. I just want to mention a positive thing. Have you noticed how much more quiet your news feed has been? Um, I have several news apps on my phone and they go off um, all the time. Uh, and you go, why, why, why? And I just, I like to be in the know. I like to have all this information. And yeah, I'm going to get around to reading this, that, and the other later. But um, as things break, I do like to get that news. And during the Trump administration, yeah, sometimes I, I might not even look. Because it was just so much, all the damn time, so fast. And none of it's substantive or important. Just dumb things. Sometimes it was just whatever Dumb Dumb decided to tweet. And I noticed something. The telephone has been far quieter. And the news, it's not full uproar anymore. They're not constantly talking about the president's tweets. Whatever dumb thing he's doing right now, we don't have to hear about it. Let's just take a moment to relax and enjoy the silence of not a lot of terrible things happening. Okay. You can pause the show right here or unpause, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to leave you with a bunch of dead air. Okay, let's get back into this. So now that the Democrats control the White House and the Senate and the House of Representatives, uh, Mitch McConnell has begun using a lot of bipartisan language. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to heal. Heal the nation. The nation wants us to work together. They want all of us to work together. They want us to hold hands and they want us to work together. And they want the Democrats to do whatever the Republicans tell them to do. Joe Biden is also using a lot of unity language. And I don't particularly care for that. I myself have used this kind of language in the past. But what I've learned about the United States Republican Party is that there's not going to be any unity with Nazis. So I don't care what the Democrats have to do in order to get their agenda passed. They should just do it. If they do it with simple majorities, I think that's fine. It needs to happen. And if the American people really hate it, well, they can change the House of Representatives in two years and they can change one third of the Senate. And just like that, the Republicans can be back in power destroying everything, and trying to start another insurrection. But what I'd really like to see is the Democrats push through their agenda. So they can do these things with a simple majority, but they have to do them, especially if they cost a lot of money, they have to do them through something called budget reconciliation. 
I don't, I'm sure you've heard this term a lot. They don't get to do budget reconciliation all the time. I think they get to do it. I don't, I don't remember if it's twice a year or twice a term, but they can't just budget reconciliation everything. So what that means is you have to, uh, so, uh, the office, there's a, there's a office that runs the numbers on these things. Okay. And they come back and they say, okay, here's how much that bill is going to cost. You want that, you want that bill to pass. Here's how much it's going to cost. And they go, okay, if they can get a bipartisan vote and then it passes. But if they want to do it with a simple majority, like the Republicans did with the tax cut, they can do it through budget reconciliation. And what that means is they have to show a plan for how they're going to pay for it. Good example of this, the Trump tax cuts. I've been, I think I've been using the number $4 trillion. Um, I don't remember whose projection that was, but the, uh, the budget office, the, the better, uh, the government budget office, the better number uh, is theirs. And I'm going to use that instead. And it's $2 trillion. So the tax cuts, uh, with the ill-named Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which what we know now from um, over 50 years of trickle-down economics, Reaganomics, dumbassonomics, whatever you want to call it, is tax cuts do not create jobs. But the Republicans are great when it comes to marketing. So they call it the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Ah! And all it did was give $2 trillion in tax cuts to people who were already rich and did not need the money. Oh, well, that sounds fair. So how did they pass that? They passed it through budget, budget reconciliation. But Melvin, um, how did they say that they were going to pay for it? Aha, here's what we're going through right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you work for a living in 2021... Your personal taxes are going to go up. If you are rich, super rich, morbidly rich, stupidly rich, your taxes are going to continue to go down. So one of the ways that the Republicans said that they would pay for this bill was by raising taxes on working people, but they weren't going to raise them for the first four years. So the plan was... Tax cuts for rich people, millionaires and billionaires, become immediate as soon as this thing is passed in 2017. But in 2021, and I feel like I've talked about this before, in 2021, taxes start going up on working people. I remember conservatives just crowing about how excited they were. Look how much more money I've got in my paycheck, they'd say. It was BS. Because 83% of the benefits in that bill really went to the top 1%. And if you got anything, it was crumbs at best. And I seriously doubt you noticed that there were crumbs in your paycheck. And so the plan was have taxes go up, start going up on working people this year to pay for the tax cuts that they gave to the millionaires and billionaires. And they said, well, well. Now, wait a minute. What if Donald Trump won re-election? Aha, well, if Donald Trump won re-election this, you know, and was still president this year, then the plan was likely the, the Republicans would still be in charge. And then they would just pass another bill to maybe put that off for a little bit longer. 
you know, or, or buried or whatever they had to do so that you wouldn't notice that as a working person, your taxes are going to go up. Well, with Donald Trump not winning, it leaves a landmine there for the next president. And when your taxes go up this year, if you, if you notice, and you might, I imagine people will turn to Joe Biden. Now, isn't it fabulous You know, that they gave all this money to people who are already rich. And then they made you foot the bill for it. Part of the working people, no doubt. So what do we need budget reconciliation for? Or what might we need budget reconciliation for? Well, the stimulus package. So COVID isn't going anywhere. I think COVID is going to be with us for years. I don't think we're going to be uh, operating like we are for years. But it's definitely going to be with us. For years, I think the overwhelming majority of us that want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated by the fall, but the sickness and death associated with COVID is going to go on for a long time. What I think the government should do, because I think in six months, a gigantic amount of us will have, will have the shot, you know, and easily three quarters of us by the fall. You know, just based on just based on the Biden administration's plan. So I think that they should pass a bill that pays every working, working American to stay home for six months. Melvin, it's a fantasy. Yes, yes, it is indeed a fantasy. But we've got variants of of the coronavirus out there now. We've got a UK variant, which is a little bit more deadly and it's definitely more contagious and the vaccine is effective against it. But, um, Moderna is already working on a booster because it might, it might kick through the vaccine and the South African variant is even worse than that because the South African variant of COVID Uh, the vaccine does not work for. It's busting through whatever you have. So because we've been so deeply irresponsible in our handling of this virus, it has been allowed to mutate like crazy, completely unchecked. And I think another thing, another part of this, you might think I'm nuts. I think the planet's just sick of us. I think it's just done with wars, smog, Donald Trump. I think the planet just wants us all dead. (laughs) It doesn't mean we're not going to fight, but I think it wants us all dead. So I digress. With those variants out there, we should be paid to just stay home until we get all this under control. That's not going to happen. So what is going to happen? Well, the Democrats are saying, hey, um, we need to raise the minimum wage. First of all, $15 an hour. By the way, we've been doing the fight for 15 for so long, $15 an hour isn't even enough to live on anymore. And the Republicans have still said no. Remember, they just gave billions of dollars to people who are already billionaires. But, uh, well, you can't have any of that. So they want to raise the, the Democrats want to raise the minimum wage to $15, bare minimum. If that's the floor, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're all going to be. When the floor is, is set on wages, it tends to raise everyone else's wages. You feel me? The other thing is those $1,400 checks, which um, 
1400 isn't 2000 and you don't get to count the 600 because that pos didn't even work so the two thousand dollar checks but we'll say 14 since the democrats are caving already and they shouldn't be the $1,400 checks, the $1.9 trillion bill that Biden wants passed. That's the one that they will likely have to do through budget reconciliation. And they'll have to say, hey, how the hell are we going to pay for this? But I think the Democrats should do whatever they need to do to get the things passed. And if the Republicans want to scream and holler about it, fine. I don't want to hear anything about unity I don't want to hear anything about about bipartisanship. I don't want to hear anything about how the nation just needs to heal. The nation is full of Nazis. And the president now has a 66% approval rating. I think that the country is behind him. I think that the Democrats need to tell the Republicans to go piss up a rope. And I think that they need to do whatever it takes to keep more of us alive Get us to the end of this. We will get back out there in these streets. We will work. We will spend money. And that's how you'll pay for it. Because that's how, because the tax receipts for commerce will start going back up once we're allowed to be out there again. A couple other fun things. Um, I'm not sure how many of you are on Twitter. But uh, the other day, Im- impeach Biden. I goddamn don't understand this. Impeach Biden was trending for a little bit. Um, we're not even going to give the. I mean, it's trending for just like an hour or so. But the Republicans are trying really hard because that's what you do when you don't win an election. You just impeach, you know, that and BJ's. That's it. Unless it's your guy, then it's fine. Um, Instacart. Instacart is firing every worker who voted to unionize. I don't think that the Instacart union actually made it through. But Instacart um, and some of these other uh, some of these other delivery services are the union busting. They don't want people to have fair wages. They don't want people to have uh, good working conditions. And after they failed to unionize, they've now said that they're going to begin firing everybody that voted to unionize. Um, I understand that we are in a pandemic right now. And we like using these delivery services. And for a lot of us, they are a lifeline. But they are not paying their workers very well at all. And they're fighting against them having health care. And they're fighting against them having a living wage. And I think a unionization needs to happen. I understand it's fun when things are are cheap, like it's great. You order some food, brought to your house, cheap, great. Human labor is not cheap. You know, fuel is not cheap. Healthcare is not cheap. You know, uh, rent is not cheap. You know, if you're paying somebody a couple bucks an hour to bring food to your house. uh, um, I've used these delivery services. Uh, a couple times, and I just made sure to give them a big fat tip. And once you give them a big fat tip, because I, I know that that's the only money they really get to keep. But after I give them a big fat tip, well, it's not really worth it to me anymore to have this. I should have just gone out and got it myself. But anyway, that's a choice that you'll have to make. And just understand that these delivery services 
um, are now beginning to bust unions because they don't want people to have those kinds of rights. Um, oh, so the other thing, <laughs> I'm just going to make real quick mention of this. Um, Donald Trump had a Diet Coke button in his office. This is amazing. Um, this is who y'all voted for. He had a, di- a Diet Coke button in his office. He would drink 10 to 12 of these things a day. He just hit a little button on his desk. It was the first thing that that Biden had taken out of there because holy F, man, what the hell? Um, a lot of the folks who work for Donald Trump are now learning that they can't get hired anywhere else. So you'll, you'll remember that there were a few people that uh, decided after the Capitol insurrection, like within a day or two, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife among them, that they were going to quit her rump because they can't get behind this president after he got whatever. Like they tried to pretend like they had some guts. They tried to pretend like they profiles and courage. They're, they're the rats and they're leaving a sinking ship. Well, the rats who did not leave that sinking ship are tainted and they're having trouble getting work anyplace else. Oh, I'm sorry, you worked for the Trump White House? Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Why don't you go ahead and bounce? Um, his old spokes liar, uh, Huckabee Sanders, uh, has decided that she would like to be uh, a governor. So um, y'all are just going to have to deal with that uh, over in that state. Um, another one of the folks who used to work for the president, Kellyanne Conway. I don't know if you've heard about this yet, but I do want to make sure to make mention of this. Um, I'm recording on a Tuesday, I think it's January 26th and Kellyanne was kicked off of Twitter last night. So I think it was Monday. And the reason she was kicked off of Twitter was she decided to post a topless photo of her daughter, Claudia. I don't know how many of you know about the relationship with her daughter, Claudia, but Claudia is deeply embarrassed that Kellyanne is her mom. Um, and she should be. We all should be. If she were my, I would, in Claudia, I've been following her on Twitter for a while, the daughter. I heard that she was dishing dirt on mom, so I started following her on Twitter. And mom is mad because Kellyanne goes into the world and tells these really voracious lies. And then Claudia gets on Twitter and cleans them up. Or talks about how her mom is abusive and all these other things. Just sort of pulling back the curtain on the neo-Nazi Kellyanne Conway. And mom did not like that. So mom decided the best way to get revenge was posting a topless photo of her 16-year-old daughter in what's called a fleet. I don't know how many of you are all on Twitter. But fleets uh, are tweets that disappear. Um... So you can put them up there for an hour, two hours, 24 hours, whatever. And so she posted the fleet thinking, oh, it'll go away. But she forgets that there are things called screenshots. Folks got screenshots. They, they reported it to Twitter. They, they turned her in. And excuse me. <laughs> Kellyanne, I, I've seen the videos um, on TikTok that Claudia makes of, of her mom screaming at her about how... You want people to think I'm a terrible mother. All the stuff you say about me, you just want people to think I'm a terrible mother. Oh boy. Well, a good way to not be a terrible mother is to not scream at your kid. Um, although we all lose our patience, we are human. Um, but the, the better way, the better way would definitely be 
to not lie in public. Tell your children lying is bad. And then you lie in public for a, the living. What the F are you doing? Um, and definitely, and this is one I shouldn't have to say, but I'm going to say it. Um, the other thing is you shouldn't post topless photos of your 16-year-old daughter. You shouldn't be using revenge porn against your child. But the Trump administration is broken. The people that work for them, all broken. And their worlds are falling apart. And I could not be happier about it. And I hope that Kellyanne gets arrested. And I hope she has to register as a sex offender. Because what in the holy hell is wrong with you? As if being associated with Donald Trump didn't make you toxic enough? <laughs> You're going to have to register as a sex offender? Bang up job, Kellyanne. Mike Lindell, the my pillow guy. And I remember getting texts and emails from him when I was on the um, email and text list for the Trump campaign. I go, Mike Lindell, the pillow guy? Is that the same Mike Lindell? Anyway, it turns out Mike Lindell, uh, his white pillows and white sheets are white for a reason. He's a big fat Nazi. And so uh, he did lots of Nazi stuff and did lots of Nazi stuff for the president. Now he's been kicked off of Twitter and I could not be happier about it. Um, and the other thing I want to leave you with uh, is this thought. I understand that impeachment, especially since the president out of office, may not seem like the most important thing in the world, but we need to set an example. We need to show future presidents that this kind of thing can't happen. That if they conduct themselves in this way, there will be consequences. And you say, well, is it, but he's out of office. Isn't that enough? No, 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 no. Because he, he, wasn't, he wasn't necessarily thrown out on his ass like he should have been. And the crimes that he committed as president, so far he's just gotten away with them. But uh, Chuck Schumer, and I don't blame him, uh, decided, yes, yes, we don't have to have the trial right now. We can have the trial later. Okay. All right. The problem with having the trial later, and they are now, it's moved to next month, uh, they say, well, we want to give the president some time to come up with a defense, a defense for trying to overthrow the, the, the government. Okay, well, I'd love to hear what that defense is. The other thing is the delay of trial does two things. One, it allows conservatives to go onto media and with all of their complaints about the First Amendment, they have all the First Amendment rights in the world because they can go on, I, I mean this, every single elected Republican anywhere in the country can go on any television channel they want at any time and they will put them on. So much for your First Amendment being choked out. But they are. They're, and they're doing that. All the complaints about the First Amendment and they're going on as many TV channels as they can and they are dampening the appetite for impeachment. The other thing that dampens the appetite for impeachment is, is how long they're taking to get to the Senate trial. The human memory is faulty at best. And with time, things tend to fade. Uh, perhaps the videos of the Capitol insurrection should be playing uh, in the public square 24 hours a day so y'all can remember exactly what the United States Republican Party did just a couple weeks ago. By the way, Trump is trying to start a Patriot Party, 
It's weird how they consider themselves patriots because they try to take down the government. I think they need a dictionary to look up what the word patriot means. But you know what? I'm also behind the fact that Donald Trump wants to rip the Republican Party in two. It might be the only the second thing I've only I've ever agreed with him on. Bless your heart, sir. Go forward. I want to wish everybody the best out there. I hope that you are happy. I hope that you are healthy. I hope that you are safe. And I want to let you know that we will be out in these streets again. We will be shaking hands and, and, and hugging and slobbering on one another at concerts. Just, just be patient. We're going to get there. I hope that wherever you are, you're doing well. Thank you for being here on the fire you can't put out. Uh, questions, comments, hate mail. Just a general statement or inquiry. You can email us at tfycpo at gmail.com. We work hard to not only inform, but to entertain. And to start a dialogue with you, our listeners. So feel free to reach out to us. And as always, thank you for listening. We are the fire you can't put out, and we will prevail. Rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. Special thanks to Kevin for producing. Thank you for listening. This is Melvin signing off. And now that I have woke you up, good morning.